0: everybody and welcome to therapy thoughts with Lindsay and randy cash over there hey that really is the subtitle i'm gonna have hey. to change that you breaking the microphone over there
1: i just kind of grazed it <laughs> with my glasses
0: good job oh my goodness um do you know that today marks six months of us doing this here podcast yay how crazy is that
1: not that crazy i don't mean crazy in a bad i way. understand
0: more just like yay we did awesome, it and we actually. have not we haven't missed a week we have been consistent with it th- 26 episodes
1: 26 i know and right counting.
0: and counting i know it's kind of crazy i will as of trying to think when the anniversary of the blog is because i started doing that like last march and so i'm almost at like the the year mark there and the six month mark here i feel like we're making That's progress awesome. in the world how are progress you to- is good. Yeah. How are you today?
1: Wonderful. Thank you for asking. And yourself?
0: <laughs> I'm great. It is, it is Valentine's Day. Did you know that? I did. You did? <laughs> do, you, do you celebrate Valentine's Day?
1: No, I'm still, uh, Trying to bully my way into Galentine's tonight, which oh, okay. is not going to fly, yep. I don't think. So I'm going to give up.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. No, we actually, it's freezing outside. So I'm hoping we still have lots of people come show up tonight. But uh I, what I'm talking about is my Galentine's ladies' night event at the Bike Stop Cafe in St. Charles. Um, last year, we had, it was basically standing room only. I mean, it was people kept coming in the door. And I'm like, we don't have seats mm-hmm. for all of these people. It's a good problem to have. Um, but it's kind of fun because Because we spend a little bit of time talking about, you know, relationships and sexuality. And it's kind of a safe space for women to get together and just kind of ask whatever questions they may have. And sometimes just to kind of compare situations and be like, hey, this is what I'm going through. What are you going through? And it ended up being a really awesome discussion last year. We had... I think, like, do you budget time? I guess we had budgeted, like, about an hour for the whole thing, mm-hmm. and it ended up being, like, two and a half hours nice. of, like, Q&A, and it was, I love that, because I feel like, yes, I can sit here and talk, well, you know I can sit here and talk for, like, ever, right? But Your words, not mine. I know, I know, but he's cracking up because he knows it's true. Um... But I prefer the back-and-forth interaction because then I know that it's actually, like, a question that someone has that I can help answer. And not to say that it only has to exist on Galentine's. I mean, that's part of why I like doing radio and media stuff because I can answer those questions. But... It's just kind of a more like intimate environment, intimate setting. It's at the Bike Stop Cafe in St. Charles off of Main Street. Um, We will start at 7 and go to about 9 p.m. We're going to have raffles and giveaways and some prizes and things that you can walk out with, as well as hopefully some actionable info that will help you apply things to your relationships, both romantic and otherwise.
1: And no yucky boys allowed. <laughs>
0: Right. It's it's all all the ladies. Mm hmm. All the ladies. I know. Right. Mm -hmm. And then tomorrow is a Valentine's Day, which, you know, is interesting. I get I get so many questions this time of year about, you know, people that go, is it even worth celebrating? Should I celebrate? Should I not? Is it just commercialized? Like, what's the whole deal with Valentine's? And there's a lot of polarized opinions on this topic.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, it's very commercialized and all that crap. And I agree with you one thousand percent. However, you celebrate Valentine's Day <laughs> if you have a boyfriend, girlfriend, or both. I mean, meaning some just people
0: acknowledge are in those, it. Can yeah, you just do
1: something. It's something.
0: Well, something. and I also I, I still have somewhere. Um, you got me a Valentine one year, and it um, just it one. Said, no, 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 it's just so funny. It says, um, it was like a little heart of chocolates, right? And it said, happy Valentine's Day to the person I text the most. And that no. just cracked me up. I kept the top of the box because I thought true. it was hilarious. But yeah, I think even stuff like that, you know, you want, you want it to be meaningful or funny or, you know, it doesn't have to break the bank. I think that's the big key is that people start to get really overwhelmed with like, okay, I've got to buy, You know, fancy dinner and fancy gift and, you know, do this whole whatever. And I'm not saying that you can't do that, but it does. I don't think it needs to be an expectation. I think it needs to be more, again, like with all holidays, like let's focus on the meaning of the holiday. Aren't we supposed to be, you know, focusing on the love and the connection and, the you know, the enjoyment that we get from one another? Not on, oh, how much money did you spend on me? Or, you know, did we have a five-course meal and, you know, 7,000 roses or something? It's like it doesn't have to be that.
1: Valentine's Day is supposed to be like a reminder that I actually love you,
0: right? (laughs) Okay, I would hope that it's not the only reminder... One gets throughout the year. But it's a year.
1: yearly reminder that everybody can get on right. the same page for I at get least that. one day.
0: Right. I get that. But I, I do. I feel like this time of year, like, it, it's love month and there's, like, love mm-hmm. in the air and all of that. But it also does bring up some, some couple's discord because it then shows up in my office, you know, the weeks after where somebody did have an expectation. Or, you know, they feel like, wow, you know, like... I was really expecting that they were gonna at least mm-hmm. do something and they didn't do anything or I mean, I know we've been together for twenty years, but they could at least still tell me they love me on Valentine's Day. So yeah. I think it's important to have some conversation about expectations. I mean, if you're if you're really truly wanting to experience something on that day, it's probably a good idea to be talking about it prior <laughs> yeah. to
1: it, just do something. Yeah. You have card. to. You don't have to, but no. I highly recommend that you Randy do.
0: Cash's, Randy to, Cash's recommendation.
1: For all the bad advice I give on this program, <laughs> um, you should probably listen to this.
0: Listen to this one? Yeah. Even
1: if it's just a little piece of chocolate that says to the person I text them on.
0: Exactly. And that really meant a lot to me. I thought it was mm. hilarious. And and I do think the thought should be what counts, you know. But And there are people that go, no, I boycott that day. Yeah. I just want to... You know, be good every day of the year. Okay, great. Then hold yourself to that expectation or hold yourself to that level that says I'm not going to just boycott something because I'm boycotting it. You know, it's like it make sure you're having a conversation. (laughs) You're on the same page with your significant other about this whole day.
1: I boycott all of the holidays and all that stuff except Valentine's
0: Day. (laughs) You want to know a hilarious story about like little bitty Lindsay? Oh, yeah, I do. Okay, so I don't know how old I was. I think I was... I don't think my sisters were with us yet. So I was, like, probably four. And my dad had got gotten my mom, like, a big heart of chocolates, brought them home to her. And he got me... A little teddy bear and brought it home and i burst into tears and i'm like her heart, that's bigger than mine you love her more than you love <laughs> me and i was just heartbroken because i had no concept but it's just funny because mm-hmm. it's like i go back to that that my dad would always try to do something nice for us on on valentine's to kind of be like love you guys hope you have a great day kind of thing yeah. i thought that was really sweet but it is funny that i got upset about it
1: i used to do that stuff too when my kids were little yeah mm-hmm.
0: i think it's kind of cute
1: so that's where the teddy bear thing started, huh?
0: <laughs> I know. Because it wasn't about big my... enough, and so yeah. you
1: just needed more, 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 Idea. more. Am I that's... letting a cat out of the bag? No, that's your... a
0: little funny. I have, teddy I have bear a bear thing. obsession. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've posted pictures of it before. Okay. If y'all don't know, listen to what we're talking oh about. I have, oh, how many times did you move those teddy bears for me, Randy Cash? Yeah,
1: only a couple, really. Only a
0: couple. Yeah, I have, um, I have not bought any new bears in a really long time, but, um, yeah, I, I love stuffed animals. Awesome. They, they make me happy and they're adorable and they're soft and they're cuddly and they're just so cute. And so, yeah, I had like a teddy bear overload.
1: They're very well preserved and well stored, and yeah. Oh yeah, they're well in great condition. Of. They are.
0: <laughs> yeah, I um, I've always loved them, though. Yep, yeah, my whole life, stuffed animals have yeah. been my thing. I don't know.
1: I looked at them and I thought, I man, I could make a few bucks off of these. <laughs> All those Care Bears, man. <laughs> I That's know, coming back around.
0: It is actually. I'm I'm in the process. You'll be proud of me of decluttering myself, and mm. in terms of all of that stuff I used to have in my storage unit that you helped me move like 18 times. Um, Two. Okay, well... Multiple. Um, I only really probably still have about 25% of the stuff that was in that unit. So that's significant, nice. I think. Um, and the last pieces of it are figuring out what to do with my um, my Care Bear collection and what to do with my, my donated Playboy collection, because these are two things that are literally just sitting in boxes, right. well-preserved, but not being you know loved and appreciated and enjoyed. So... It's kind of on my list, I'm digressing from my topic of the day, but it's on my list for 2020 to actually get those things kind of moved out of my life, like keep the ones that Mm -hmm. I really want to keep, that mean something to me, and then let the rest of them go to a good home.
1: Nothing wrong with all those Care Bears, I think they're quite adorable.
0: They are very adorable, and the reason I like Care Bears, just so you know, is that there's one for every feeling. It's like the therapist's mecca of awesomeness, Mm -hmm. because... Literally, there is a bear to represent pretty much every feeling you can imagine. And I think that's why I was drawn to him to begin with. Not to mention they're bright colored and rainbows right. and cute and soft and cuddly. So, all you know, it's a, it's a whole good thing. Yeah. So anyways, all of that is to say, at least have a conversation about valentine's expectations maybe buy a bear maybe not Mm. i don't know but just make sure that you're you're at least connecting with your significant other on tomorrow and letting them know that you care and love for care about them and love them probably a good idea
1: i highly recommend it (laughs) did i say highly recommend it i felt like i misspoke
0: you misspoke it's all right right. we'll 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 go with it i am So, yeah. So actually, one of the other things um, that has come up a lot lately. So, you know, we talked a couple of weeks ago about my uh, relationship communication guide that I have created. Um, I have had quite a bit of feedback on that. People are like, this is actually applicable. Like, I can read it, I can have an idea of how to then go and have a conversation with my significant other, and I've gotten a lot of good feedback, so I'm serious. I'm going to put a link in the, um, the little post about this podcast episode, because I would love for people to download it. I kind of like being able to give away free stuff, and nice. we're going to talk about that some at the Galentine's Night, as well as my relationship checklist. You're familiar with my relationship checklist, aren't you? Okay, so we're going to go through it real quick, because when we talk about even having like expectations or conversations, Mm -hmm. we have a three-part checklist that I want people to start wrapping their head around. Okay, here we go. It's really simple. Does it need to be said? Does it need to be said now? Does it need to be said by me? It's like the most awesome checklist ever. And I happened upon it in like not even an intentional way about, I don't know, more than a decade ago, I was listening to a comedy special by the comedian Craig Ferguson, and he sort of alluded to this, like, thing he's learned in all of his marriages. And it was kind of a variation of mm-hmm. what I just said. Um And there was just, like, this light bulb moment in my brain that was like, oh, my God, that <laughs> is, like, that Brilliant. is the checklist, right? The simplistic brilliance of that. That is going to be implemented in my practice. And so the very next day... I had a couple that was struggling and they were fighting about things that didn't really need to be fought about. It was sort of like they're having a conversation or, you know, a disagreement about who's going to take the trash out Mm -hmm. or who's going to do the dishes. And so the way that the checklist works is this. And I wrote my blog on Monday on this. So if you want to go back and read it, you can get some more detail about it. But essentially, this is how you think about it. Does it need to be said? So let's say. That you walk in the house and the house is a complete wreck and it is just like overwhelming. There's stuff everywhere. It's just very like, oh, my God, nobody has cleaned the house all day. Now, it would be really understandable if someone gets annoyed by that and goes, why isn't this house clean? Why is everything a mess? What's going on in here? Right. Like that's a reactionary statement. But what I get people to do is to slow down and go, OK, does this even need to be said? Does, does it need to be said? Do I need to make a big deal about Probably it? not. And maybe so, maybe not. I mean, I think it depends on a lot of things. Like, is this something that's been a pattern of action or of of um interaction? like in that there there's always a mess when you get home and it feels very overwhelming? Or for all you know, the kids have been crazy all day. and you know, the fact that the house is not burned to the ground is probably a good sign. So it's sort of like that, you know, pick your battles kind Mm -hmm. of thing like does this even need to be said so that's the first piece then the second one is does it need to be said right now so using that same example if you walk in the house and you know kids are running and screaming through the house and you see that the house is a mess maybe you want to have a conversation about like the you know the upkeep of things but is that really the best time to do it like in the middle of that craziness probably not exactly
1: like when people bring something up like that in a social setting or at the store, and you can just <laughs> yeah. see some, you're watching a couple, and you sure. can see one of them's just laying into it, and the other person's like, Really, dude, you're going to bring that up here? And right now. You can now, just see right. it on their yes. face. How do you not see that?
0: I know. Well, okay. Well, first of all, yes. I mean, I think it's one of those things where sometimes we are a bit oblivious to or maybe blind to some of the um, issues that arise in our most intimate relationships. It's almost like we have a blind spot that develops. And so that's why this checklist, I feel like, really helps people to kind of slow down and go through that filtering process of does it need to be said? First and foremost, if you decide that, yes, it needs to be said, then you go to the next checklist item. Does it need to be said right now? So then you go to the third one that says, does it even need to be said by me? Like, is this something that I should be saying? Now, the example I use a lot with this is I worked with a couple once and it was almost like they had developed this really interesting dynamic in the mornings where he was a morning person, she was not. And it felt like to her it he was like a drill sergeant in the morning like okay come on let's get up let's get going come on like get mm. your get your stuff get you go to yep. the go to work get out of the door you know he was very much like on her about being like punctual and timely with um her morning routines and Ultimately, what we were able to discover in session was that he was worried that if she was late for work on a repeated basis, it was going to either reflect badly on her. She could lose her job. There were, you know, negative implications that he was trying to keep her from having to go through. But what we came to was that, you know, really, that's not on him. It's like that doesn't need to be said by him. It might need to be a message that someone is giving her. But is he the right Um, author of that information like is he the right one that should be actually saying these things to her so what was really interesting is that we we redesigned it we had him take a step back and we said okay you know there is such a thing as natural consequences if anybody her boss or someone at work is really unhappy with her performance then really that's the person that should be saying something and within a really short period of time her boss kind of pulled her aside and and sat down with her and was like, look, you know, we think you're doing a great job. We we really like you here, but we got to work on this punctuality thing. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting how she was a lot more receptive to hearing it come from a boss than she was having it come from her significant other. Because, again, it's like you want to make sure that you're not over kind of like involving yourself in someone else's processes. And that was difficult for him to see at first. But once we took a step back... And he was able to see that, you know, by him not being the one that was saying it and making it feel like he was nagging her all the time about it, she was actually able to hear her ball saying it. And so we did a couple of individual sessions to talk about some punctuality things and, you know, ways to sort of change the dynamic of how she gets through her morning. She turned the punctuality thing around and there were no issues at work. It was it was a real simple fix. But you sometimes have to make sure that you're not, like, over-involving yourself in someone else's processes. Yeah,
1: you hit it right on the head. I was going to say, if something like that comes from, like, your parents or your significant other or something like that, family member or somebody Mm -hmm. close, it it can very much be nagging. When somebody is nagging, for me personally, when Mm -hmm. when the nagging light comes on, (laughs) Charlie Brown's teacher, wah, 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 and that's just what people do.
0: Absolutely. And I think that happens in so many ways. That's the reason that this checklist is helpful because even if it's information that they need to hear, you may not be the right person to send that message for a variety of reasons just because the more intimately connected we are to someone, oftentimes yeah, Mm -hmm. that Charlie Brown teacher voice is what we start to hear. Um, We also tend to be more defensive with people that we kind of love and care about because we don't want to let them down. We don't want to think that they have a negative impression of us or what we're doing or how we're Mm -hmm. you know showing up in the world and we take it really personally and when we take it so personally we aren't really listening to that information we're just sort of getting our feelings Mm hurt and And so that's the reason and being defensive yeah so i I love this checklist just because of the fact that it sort of helps people go through the process of like you know and it it can be used for little things like i have people that will you know reach out they've heard me talk about it on the radio Mm And they'll say, oh, my gosh, I used that this week. I had, you know, an interaction with someone at work and they were driving me absolutely crazy. But I kept asking myself, does this even need to be said? Does it need to be said now? Does it need to be said? Does it need to be said now? And it really helped them, like, talk themselves out of engaging in probably what would have been a negative dialogue with Mm -hmm. someone because it was it wasn't going to be productive and it Mm -hmm. wasn't like it even needed to be addressed. You know,
1: yeah, it's hard to avoid those negative confrontations sometimes, Mm -hmm. but you should at all costs generally.
0: Yeah, I think that's part of the reason, you know, you don't do a lot on social media and I understand like the reasoning behind that. But I think what happens is that a lot of times in like situations like that, we get activated emotionally by something that we see or read. And then rather than stopping, pausing and asking, do I actually even want to engage in this dialogue or this conversation with someone, we just sort of react emotionally rather than pausing and kind of thinking it over, like, do I really want to do this? Is this really where I need to put my energy? And, it, you know, if the only reason that we are engaging in dialogue with someone is because we want to change their mind or tell them why they're wrong or, you know, just actually be argumentative, then there's yeah. a really good chance that that whole doesn't need to be said. We should listen to that one
1: because it may not
0: need to be said at all. Yeah.
1: yeah, especially online. People just say things they would never say in real I life know. to somebody face to face.
0: Yeah, it's a really interesting experience because you've got almost like this anonymity behind a screen, even if you know the person, Uh even if you you have some personal relationship with them in real life. um, You've got this anonymity behind the screen that can make people feel a lot more empowered to be kind of not so good to one another. It's really interesting how it, it becomes this free-flowing negative spiral and you know I have people all the time that go but you love social media you're on there all the time and I'm like I do because I use it in a healthy way I use it to spread positive things I use it to follow people that I think are also spreading positive things I you know try to use it to educate or try to use it to inform or give people a platform to just be who they are Unfortunately, not everybody uses it that way. So I'm going to keep down this crusade. What are you smirking at? Uh, Oh, I was
1: just thinking that what you were just saying about the social media, it's kind of like drunken honesty when somebody's (laughs) drunk and they just blurt out whatever they're thinking or feeling at that moment, regardless of consequence at Uh all. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like I think it's kind of like that. that. It's a good way to say what you really think and feel to right. somebody. No, it's not at all. Right. It's, 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 it's the cowardice way to do it.
0: Well, and, it, and it's it's very much this, you know, when we talk about active listening, which is part of what my relationship guide talks about, like what? how to act, how to <laughs> how to actively listen. Right. Um, we're not doing a lot of that when we're engaging in this online back and forth. We're, right. we're just doing a whole lot of yelling and screaming through a computer screen or a phone screen or whatever. And we're not doing a lot to actually pause and go, hmm, wonder where that person's coming from. Wonder what, you know, what it would be like to view life through their lenses. I'm, we're not doing a lot of empathetic thinking or, or reacting. And I, I just feel like this is why we're going to continue to have this conversation on this podcast. because yeah. I want people to feel empowered to have, you know, really healthy, courageous conversation uh-huh. and to have healthy communication, but not to feel like they, you know, can't talk about what's really on their mind, but to do it in a constructive way.
1: I went to work Monday after the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. And this dude comes up and he's like, hey, man, how come you didn't come to my Super Bowl party? And I was like, well, I didn't know you were having one. I was like, Well, I <laughs> well, put it on Facebook.
0: Yeah. And you're and I'm like, like, I'm not on there. I
1: was like, we see each other at work like almost every day. Uh-huh. <laughs> you could have said, hey, I'm having a Super Bowl party, Randy. You want to come? You want to yeah, come?
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, but I got saved by him saying, I put it on Facebook because I wasn't going to go anyway. But just <laughs> uh, how silly it was that yeah. I see him four or five times a week.
0: Yeah. But instead of having that conversation, Facebook, but, it's like, yeah, if it's not on Facebook, it doesn't happen. It not happen. You know. <laughs> And yeah, so it didn't
1: happen for me. Right.
0: (laughs) I think we're in this really interesting time where, you know, social media developed and, you know, we all kind of went on board and kind of got online with it before we really realized all of the implications of what this is going to bring to communication and what that looks Mm -hmm. like. I have said for years that just even having text based communication, like just texting all the time Mm -hmm. is killing actual like communication. good communication Absolutely. because you're missing so many cues of recognizing like how the other person is interacting what they're thinking what they're feeling their body language their facial expressions their tone of voice you're just missing so many things and i think that's why people get so bent out of shape with each other online is that they're hearing it through almost like the more negative the most negative lens that they can come up with and then they react back to it as though that negativity needs to be you know perpetuated and so it just becomes this very kind of toxic cycle so i'm doing what i can to try and break us out of that
1: if you send a text message to me that has more than two forms of punctuation call me <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey i will i will say i have gotten better cuz used to you no, would no, get really. like text after text after text from me I've learned. I don't do that anymore. But see, that's me being like, hey, how does Randy best communicate? What is mm-hmm. it that he's going to respond the best to? So at most, you might get two back-to-back, and that's it. You're not going to get, like, seven.
1: Yeah, it's fine to send something. and Oh, I forgot. I said something. Yeah, back.
0: yeah. Right.
1: But especially if I'm at work. If I get the two, three, four, five, one, right. half a <laughs> sentence text right in a row, man, I was like, ugh. Yeah. So usually I have my phone streaming because I'm listening to Spotify because the radio stinks. Right. And... It interrupts the flow of my musical day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I totally get it. Um, uh, anyway, so this is a conversation that's going to be ongoing. I just mm. I just see that being the case. It's going to be an ongoing thing.
1: Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm.
0: I know social you don't medias. do much on the social media. How can people find you if they wanted to follow whatever you've got going on? Well, I do
1: post stuff on there. I'm just not on there a lot. You and, post it and
0: then get off? <gasps> yeah, uh, uh-huh.
1: you could do that. At our cash comedy on the Instagrams,
0: and then doesn't that like share to Facebook too? But you don't really I share do much it to on the Facebook. Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: because if I j- put something on Instagram, you can mm-hmm. just have it automatically go to Facebook. Oh, there you so go. So that's why I do it there because it's just usually comedy stuff and mm-hmm. podcast stuff, mm-hmm. and there's nothing really about my personal life on. it's just all stuff like that.
0: I gotcha. All right, me being me, you being you, Boring. okay. Well, if anybody is interested in following along with all of the things I have going on, so go to lindsaywalden.com. You can kind of find any and everything about stuff there. Um, you can also find links to this relationship communication guide, a way to download that for free. Um, go back and check out any past blogs or past podcast episodes. So pretty much go there. You can find the stuff. If you do want to follow me on social media stuff, though, you can find me. On Facebook, at Lindsay Walden Consulting. On Instagram, it's at This Is Lindsay Walden. And then on Pinterest, it's Therapy Thoughts. So I can kind of be found all over the all place. All over. Mm hmm. I do hope everyone out there has a fabulous Galentine's and also Valentine's tomorrow. And until then, hope you're living your best life and we will see you next week.